The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rayella Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And what matters to me? Well, there's a couple things that matter to me. But I think I, w- I just want to go with this theme uh, that matters to me. Because I, I heard it. And I heard it last night uh, as the Clippers were, you know, after the game they were being interviewed. And, of course, uh, they interviewed uh, Doc Rivers, and uh, Doc made a comment that I, that I just will never, when it comes to professional sports, I will never forget this phrase because it's applicable in every game. Uh, every time you see somebody take the floor, take the field, take the court, take the ice, uh, it's, it could be used. And, and that is, Doc simply said this, you know, everybody was concerned, as they should have been, about him going into a game you know, uh, playing a pretty good Houston team, you know. Uh, I'm not going to call them a great team. I'm talking to a good team. They ain't won anything recently. Um, and uh, But they were going in, and they were pretty much intact. Their team was healthy. They were ready to play. Uh, but Doc was a little shorthanded. After all, Doc probably had, you know, the second best point guard because I, I'm going to give Steph Curry his due now. He's doing it in the playoffs. He did it all season long. Uh, he may be the most valuable player. I think I always feel, you know how I feel, the most valuable player of the league. Uh, his team should be the best team in the league. Otherwise, you're the most valuable player of your team. But if not that your team has won the championship, which at this point his team hasn't, but they certainly have the best record and they're playing the best ball right now. So I'm, I'm going to concur. He, he should be the most valuable player. But let me add this to what Doc said. When they were basically asking Doc about, you know, how did he feel going in, you know, ill-equipped, didn't have Chris Paul. And Doc simply said this is what he tells his fellows on the team. And he lets everybody else know, hey, hey, we pay everybody. Simple phrase. We pay everybody. So when I come to you in need, don't look at me like, who, me? You, you, you expect me to? I, I, we pay you, don't we? we? We pay you. We pay everybody. And I just really think when it comes to sports, you know, right now, they're having a controversy about Manny, Manny Pacquiao and his, his, his rotator cuff. Okay, I, I understand that. But in, in, in sports, everybody gets paid. And you, you can't, there's a different in, and I've said this, shout out to my good friend Herman Edwards, who just had a birthday on April 27th, just like I did. 
Herman's had a few more than I have, former teammate of mine as well. But um, it's one of those things where, you know, Herman used to <laughs> always used to say, you know, hey, homeboy, you can't r- keep running up in there like that. If you do it, you know, it ain't going to last too long. So the fact of the matter is, this morning Herman was talking about fighting and Pacquiao having a rotator cuff. In our game that we play called football, you know, there is a difference in injury and being hurt. You know how it goes. Nothing's changed with me. You know I tell you if I step on your foot, it hurts. I step on your toe, that hurts. You bump your knee, that hurts. Somebody bump your head, turn around to somebody, that hurts. But an injury is something that prevents you from playing. If you're not hurting to the point that you can't play anymore, then you're not injured. When you're injured, you can't play anymore. You might have saw Chris Paul last night. As the game was going on, he would get up off the bench and celebrate with his teammates and even walk into the locker room. Chris Paul doesn't walk real good. Yeah, he, you can see he's injured. He, he, can't, he couldn't play last night if he wanted to. He probably, he's got, he, it looks like he's got a pull hamstring. Doesn't look like he has, you know, something that's just slightly pulled. It looks like he has a pulled hamstring just by the way he moves. But my point back to Doc, we pay everybody. So don't show up to this ball game expecting not to play. And don't show up to this ball game and not be ready to play mentally. You got to be ready mentally. And I just like the way the approach that the Clippers came in in that game last night. It wasn't about you. Listen, basketball more than any sport that I've known and I've watched people play. Basketball is a sport where regardless of how old you are, your skill sets. You don't, you don't hold them back against anybody. And see, basketball is a game that it, it's not real intimidating. It's kind of hard to intimidate another player in basketball if you've got a skill set. See, if you've got a skill set where you can you got control of that ball and you got it on a string, you know what I mean, you know, you can on, on a dime. You, you all you gotta do is just 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 watch how, how Seth handles the ball. Seth Curry, of course, and, and, and he, got, he got the ball on the string. And when you can do anything with that basketball, see, that's one thing that I believe in basketball, that everybody should be talented enough that they can handle the basketball, that you can dribble, that you can shoot. You damn sure need to be able to shoot foul shots. I, I, I don't know what the excuse is about the foul shot thing. We're going to get to that a little bit later. I'm going to keep calling it hack-a-shack. You know, uh, I know... Hack don't, Shaq don't like that hat, but it happened. But here's my point. You have to be skilled enough that you're comfortable with the ball at all times and you don't care who's guarding you or who you have to guard. See, in basketball, the only way you really get bullied is when you get down in the post and a big fella can back you up. But other than that, if a big fella's got the ball at the top of the key, he, he's not going to be able to back you all the way. You shouldn't let him back you all the way down under, you know, the bucket and then dunk on you. No, you, you get yourself in a position and you stand firm. And if he ro- runs over you, you know, the referee should call the foul. But if you get too deep into the paint and he catches the ball and you're on his back, it's all over. But 
the ball starts off at the top of the key, they have to dribble it down. And, and that, while that is transpiring, the ball is being progressed up the court. Whoever has that basketball has the ability now to start new showtime, a complete new showtime. They, if you can handle that ball, there's so many things you could do to get yourself out. And that's what Steph can do. He can handle the basketball. And because he can handle the basketball, I wouldn't say that he's the quickest or the fastest. He's the most controlled point guard right now who can handle the basketball in such a way that it, it just it, it looks unbelievable. And so because of that, this, this man is just ha- played an outstanding game. And Doc is saying, I don't care if that man is playing an outstanding game. He plays for the other team. I need our point guard to step up now because the second best point guard, Chris Paul, is not playing. Chris Paul handles the ball like that. So we got to get other people to gain some confidence and play basketball. We pay all of you. We've been paying all of you. You're going to get paid. Now it's time for you to step up and play basketball. And I'm telling you, for those people out there, we're going to talk a little bit about the draft a little bit later too. The thing about it is when you get your chance, when you get your chance, you got to take full advantage of it. I mean, full advantage of it. I know I sound crazy right now what I'm about to say. But I, I've already thought about it in my mind, about saying it. And I'm not so sure. Well, I know for sure Chris Paul should not play tonight. Chris Paul should not play tomorrow, whenever they play. Is it tonight, tomorrow? Chris Paul should not play. Why? Because... He could use the extra time for the injury to heal. But not only that, there's, there's a little chemistry that's going on there. Chris Paul's job is not threatened. He's not going to lose his job. I know, I know, you know, Rivers is, you know, his son is out there and everything. Doc's son's out there, but you no, know, he's, not, he's not ready to take Chris's position. But right now, they have bought, they trust each other. That's what basketball is all about, trusting each other. You, you got guys here that if you, if you were playing on the playgrounds and it was your turn to pick a team, these guys you practice with every day, would you pick them? You probably would because you know they can play. So, so now Doc has guys that I pay you every week, every game you get paid. Now I need some of you to play. I expect you to pay to play well because we pay you well. And I know you're good because I scouted each of you. I chose each of you. I just love that term. We pay everybody. So why shouldn't he expect everybody on the team to play well? And if you were to take those guys off of a basketball court inside of an arena and you were to put them on the playgrounds, nobody would intimidate anybody. None of the guys would play scared. Hell, the big fella might even make some foul shots if we were playing on the playground. But I'm telling you, Doc Rivers, that statement you made, it just needs to be, it needs to be the motto of every professional sports. We pay everybody. So we expect you to do what you got to do what you can. Guys always said, I, I just do me. Well, that's why you got hired. That's why he pays you, because what you do that you say is you, that's what he needs. 
I need you to be you. I don't need you to be anybody else because somebody else has a skill set that I bought into this team that they bring to this team and I need it. So they going to do that. I need you to do what you need to do in order for us to win because we pay you. We pay everybody. That is just out. That's out. It's sometimes it's really simple, guys. It's not that complicated. It's just simple. You know, a hard day's work. For a good day's pay, we pay you. I need you to play. And I need you to play not to lose, but I need you to play to win. I don't care if the bearded one is over there and you are a rookie. I need you to step up and I need you to handle your business. And I need us to win the game. And Blake Griffin stepped up. They, they brought it out on the big boy show this morning. Big fella is improved drastically. I'm happy for you, Blake. As you said, I'm here to win. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. We got to take a break, so I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga race course. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. All right, I tell you what, what matters to me, what matters to me is Doc Rivers has come up with the statement of the century. (laughs) Doc simply said, it's plain and simple. We pay everybody. Did you think Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao remembered that they were getting paid? I'm just saying, I'm just wondering. Because they damn sure didn't earn their money's worth. Okay, I just had to say that. 
This is what Doc means about we pay everybody. I expect you to get out there and play and play to the best of your ability. And I know how good you are. And based upon me picking you instead of picking them guys, I think we can win. I know Chris is not in the game. Don't worry about that. Play game. Play your ball. Let's do it. Make it happen. Doc got it done. Now, let, let, let me talk a little bit. First of all, I, I want to also, I want to give a shout out to all those people, all those, I mean, all those people that wished me a happy birthday, you know, some form of social media, you know, you know how you did it, but you did it well. You did it big. That's how we do it in the big O-H-I-O-O-H to the 10. Go Bucks. Thank you all. Buckeye Nation showed up big time. Everybody, you know. Uh, the folks back in Philly, thank you. But just thank everybody. You know, I appreciate it. Don't I don't ever want people to think I take anything for granted. You should never, especially life, don't take it for granted. You never know what might happen. So let me get back to, okay, what we're talking about, of course, that everybody, everybody gets paid. And so if everybody gets paid, I would think, and this is why I have a little problem when, when people talk about the greatest basketball players of all time. You know, I, I just have a hard time when when they bring up names like Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I just have a problem with that. And the only problem that I really have with it is that because of the size of these men, there were certain things and certain aspects of the game that they could not, they couldn't do it. They just weren't good at it. They, they were okay, they could do it, but they weren't, they weren't elite in that aspect of the game. And I believe an athlete, you know, can do it all. A great athlete can do it all. LeBron James can do it all. My, Michael Jordan could do it all. Now, Michael Jordan didn't necessarily guard a five. You know, like LeBron could guard a five, you know, but he's a bigger man. But, but, hey, Mike, if he had to, he could and make it hard for him to, you know, to make a, bat, a bucket on Mike. But, you know, you got Kareem. Kareem can't guard a point guard. Kareem can't guard a two or a three. You know, Kareem can't, you know, run the fast break. Not like Showtime, like Magic could. You know, Kareem can't step out consistently. And shoot the mid-range jumper and the three-pointer, knock it down. He can't do that. You know, but think about it. Magic Johnson, the championship game, his, his rookie year, he played point on offense and, and came down and guarded Kywell Jones, the center, on defense. I mean, Magic could literally do Magic could, could really do it all. And so, because we pay everybody. I think everybody needs to be able to do everything. This this hacker shack, hacker Jordan, you know, I, I just listen. I heard Chauncey Billups say something this morning on the Big Boy Show, and and it made sense. I'm not gonna feel bad for trying to win the game within the rules. And so if the hacker shack, you know, is something that I could use to my advantage, listen, when you talk about our game compared to their game, okay, our game is a game of football. I'm sorry, there's a play that they call on the offensive line that they run all the time. It's, it's called a trap because that's what you do. You, you, you are trapped in a position and you're exposed and they knock the shit out of you. Uh, one lineman goes one way and you go running through there. Next thing you know, somebody come from the other side and KO you. Oh, 
you know, we have, we have, you know, blindside hits. We have crackbacks, although they're illegal to some degree now. But, you, you know, the whole art of hitting is to attack a man when he is vulnerable and is unprotected. That's how you hit. You strike him when he can't protect himself. Okay, so you take advantage of things where they're weak at. And so if you got a basketball player on the court who can't shoot foul shots, I don't like it. No, I don't. I do not like it. But really, I mean, could you blame them if they didn't? Now, what they really should do is really to protest it is just keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the fans will boo. Oh, the fans will boo so bad. But let them try one time. Just you follow me. Okay, I'm going to follow you. You follow me, I'm going to follow you. You follow me, I'm going to follow you and see what happens. The fans will run the game out of town. But for now, it's a strategy. But it really is a strategy that should backfire on you. Because really, foul shots, foul shots, you always hear coaches say, don't foul, don't foul. The reason why they don't foul, they don't want you to foul, is because they think the percentages, think, okay, all you got to do is just look at it. Take a player's percentage in shooting a two-point shot, a three-point shot, and a foul shot. Across the board, percentages are much greater in foul shooting. That's why coaches don't want you to foul them. It's like what he said in football, you know, there's two things bad that can happen when you pass. You know, it could be incomplete and it could be intercepted, you know. And in basketball, it's the same thing. You know, you, you don't you don't want to foul because there's things that could happen bad. Press could go to the line and make them. You stopping the clock. You know, you're giving them an easier shot. You, you don't want to do those things. And so this whole thing about Hacker Shack, I'm going to call it Hacker Shack. Shout out to Shack. You sorry. But it's one of those things where you, you should not want to foul anybody. Now, again, this morning... On the Big Boy Show, Chauncey did say, you know, do like Blake did. And Blake, you know what Blake Griffin did? Blake Griffin was a terrible foul shooter early in his rookie year. I think he shot something like 50-something percent. Blake didn't have no outside shot, no mid-range shot. Now, Blake will kill you. He's an assassin because he worked on it. There's no reason why in the world. These guys who can't shoot foul shots last in the league for years and their foul shot percentages is never really increasing drastically. That's because they're not working on it. That's just terrible. They're just not working on it. Has nothing to do with how big they are. That, who's, whoever said the big man can't shoot foul shots just because he's a big man? That's not true. Is, is he willing to work on it? If he's willing to work on it, he can improve. That's the bottom line. He, he needs to be willing to work. If he's not willing to work on it, he's not going to improve it. But I mean, you know, the whole thing about, you know, following the guy again, the whole foul thing, man, this hack shack if you follow a guy again, it could be a three-point play. Except when they follow, you know, Andre Jordan and then and, and Dwight Howard and, and, you know, and all the other big fellas that they follow, they follow them away from the basketball so they're not like they're shooting. But, you know, fouls have been traditionally something that you don't want to do. And here's another thing. 
let them go ahead and fire you to the point whereas then they get you themselves in a penalty because it, it goes against them every time they fire. Then all of a sudden, you know, somebody else gets fouled and that other person gets fouled, then they're at the line. But it, it's, it's one of those things whereas I'm like Chauncey Billups, don't take it out the game. You know, like Chauncey said, you know, no, somebody said, it might have been Shaq or somebody last night said, well, you know, what about the guy who has a layup and can't dunk? You know, can't get up high enough to dunk the ball. Do we want to take dunking out of the game? No. This is entertainment. And that's the thing about the, the hack of Shaq. It kind of diminishes the value of entertainment when you get these guys on the foul line and they can't make any foul shots. Now, remember now, it's also entertaining because you got, you got the fans now that are participating in it when it's somebody that's on the opposing team. And I mean, when they anticipate, oh, man, when they get into it, they get into it. You should see some of the signs they put up, some signs with their fingers as well as with the, you know, the posters, the things that they shout out that they say. They call you everything except a child of God. You know what they used to do to Patrick Ewing back in the day? I'm not going to go there. You know, the whole arena, when you play away, it's the entire arena that's against you, making so much noise. But you got to shut that out. You got to concentrate. That bucket up there has got to be as big as, I don't know, a highway. And you just got to think you got to shoot in between, you know, the nets. Just drop it in between the nets. But Hackershack, not good for the value of entertainment of the sport. But strategically, one of the best things, they, coaches is thinking about it. Coaches trying to win every way that he can. He don't care. Think about a team that would use Hackershack to its advantage and win the national championship. You think they're going to say, well, you know, man, we wish we could have did it without using Hackershack, but, you know, we had to use Hackershack. Use it. And you know what happens just with Doc does? What does, that, what does he do to Andre every time it's time, you know, to Hackershack to start? He take him off the floor. Now, players, real players, we hate when coaches take us out the game. I saw LeBron. LeBron was a little pissed when he got pulled out the game earlier last night. By the way, we're going to talk a little bit about LeBron, too. But anyway, I, really? So what we have to do is understand that the value of the game and the entertainment value of the game is still important to fans. So the league is concerned. That's why the league is so concerned about it. The, otherwise, the league would not be concerned. The league wouldn't be concerned about any strategy anybody's using if you're not bringing harm to somebody's body. Speaking of harm, shout out to Buckeye again. Whew, man. Oh, every time I look at homeboys, I am thinking, oh, my God, you know, who in the world would, you know, how could you run into somebody that hard? Um, but anyway, let me go back. And, um, and so what's going to happen? They're going to address it a little bit. They're going to maybe, you know, play around with some rules. Hack a shack and it's, you know, original form will not exist in the league next year. There'll be a little twist to it. It won't. It will not happen next year. The way it is now, it won't, it won't survive. It's going to survive this series. It's going to survive this playoff series to, throughout the championship. Somebody's going to be using this in some capacity, and, and the commissioner is going to make some changes at the end of the season. But I'm going to tell you, listen, you should be one of those people that you want to beg them to, to foul you. you. Be a big man and beg them to foul you and send you to the foul line. So you can make some, come on. It's not a difficult shot. That's why the shooting percentages are the greatest of any place else on the floor. 
with the exception of in the paint and dunking the ball. Foul shot, easiest shot in basketball to be made. That's why the percentages are in the 80s and some in the 90s. You don't see any other shot. Dunks aren't even 90% percentages. No, not even the dunk. So the big fellas got to get better. That's the bottom line. We can't make excuses for them. They just got to get better. Spend more time. Spend more time because we pay you. We pay you to shoot foul shots, to block shots, to get rebounds, to score, to ramping down the court. You know, you get your reward when you run down, slam dunk, boom. Tell them next time, foul me. Ask them to foul you, big fella, because you're going to stay in the gym and you're going to get it done. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more basketball. Yeah, I might talk a little bit of LeBron. But come back, okay? You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music in another show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll tell you what matters to me is, uh, of course, we pay everybody. <laughs> we pay everybody. Doc Rivers, great quote. Never forget it. I want everybody to understand that. When somebody gets hurt, somebody comes in, and, you know, I've always, you know, that's the unique thing about, you know, Voice America Sports. When I first came here and I sat down with Jeff Spinard and, um, you know, a couple other people back then, uh, you know, the vision of, of having guys that's been there and done that, experts, you know, to the game. It's, it's one of those things that it's, you can't pay for that value to have somebody who's been there and done that to actually tell you their experience and share their experience with you than to guess. Because if it's just guessing, you and the fellas, hey, you know, and the, 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 the girls, they got their own opinions, and, that, and their opinions worth something. But if you haven't been between the lines, you, you don't know. 
And so what Doc is saying is we pay everybody. That's why we can demand and raise the expectations of what you should contribute to this game is because we pay you and we evaluated you. We know what you can do. So we want you to live up to the paycheck. You know, you've been earning it right now. Do you know in basketball there are players that make millions of dollars to sit on a bench? They don't even play. They don't even get in the game. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. And then when we play you, you don't show up big time? Oh, hell no. I would want to stop the game in the middle and cut a couple guys for as much money as they get paid. I mean, they're doing their thing. You know, I really would want to cut. I want to cut a big fella for missing foul shots. If you can't make three out of ten, four out of ten, 40 40 percent, really, you can't make four out of ten foul shots. No, we really don't need you on the team, bro. You need to go do something else. You just might check your options out. But anyway, let's let's fast forward a little bit because, you know, come on. This is Rayella Sports. Of course, you know, my man played last night. That's right, my man, LeBron James. And, you know, there was it was a little difficulty. Not going in, you know, everybody's a little wishy-washy about Kevin Love and all that. Listen, I've always been one that says, and not not one, not two, but you need a big three to win a championship. Not one, not two, a big three. And all you gotta do is historically look at especially, you know, the in the 90s and early 2000s, just just look how they played. In, in the late 80s, just look at three guys on the team that you would you'd be sure to have. When Doc finally got his, Doc Moses and Andrew Tony got a ring. Bobby Jones was on that team too. Bobby could throw, oh, Bobby could jump out the gym, you know. But uh, and then and then they had uh, uh, Cliff Richardson, Clinton Richardson, could shoot out the gym, coming off the bench, just shoot oh shoot the lights out. Come on, Doctor J, Mo Cheeks, oh Andrew Tony, Moses Malone, ooh Bobby Jones, they was getting it done. So you had big four, really, you know, because you got you know, Mo, Mo handling the rock. Mo, Mo had the ball on the string back then too, on the string, just had it on the string. Mo had was running things. Doctor J, Moses Malone, Andrew Tony. So you got to have. It's not just about two people. But let me talk about LeBron. So LeBron, I'm not making excuses. First of all, LeBron told you guys at the beginning of the year he didn't expect things to happen this year. That didn't give him an excuse, and it was he wasn't throwing it out there. Just so, or let me throw it out there so people don't expect us to win a championship so the pressure's not on me to win a championship. No, that's not what he did. Reality. And, and now when you think about it, you know, for Kevin Love to come in, listen, Kevin Love is a great player. We're not going to take nothing from him. When Kevin is on the team, it's on, on the court, it's a different basketball team. And I don't care what they say. If you go back and review that, fit, that footage, homeboy tried to do that to Kevin's arm. I got a dislocated shoulder. I got a scar on my shoulder. I, I mean, I can tell you, I looked at it. That last move when he kind of pushed down, he might have some martial arts in his background. That, that intent was, uh, the way he pressed down on, he didn't have the ball. The ball was, no, it was his arm. And, he, and he, that last move where he bent it down, and you could see, if you slow it down, on, you, you got direct TV. 
You can see the bone pop just like the one I got popped up on mine right now. You can see the bone pop up. And it just, oh, it just sent chills through me when I saw that. That, that somebody should miss more than a couple games. That, that was intention. Come on, what you mean? That wasn't accidental. That, that's, that's a shame that, that messed up the basketball season. Certainly the man's shoulder. So, I, I, you know, I, I got a problem with this. But let me go back at defense of LeBron. Le- LeBron and Kyrie Irving. Now, let me ask you something. If somebody would have said LeBron had 30, Kyrie had 19, that'd be a pretty good night. But the fact that Kyrie had 30 and LeBron had 19, that's not, that's not such a good night. I don't necessarily agree with that. It, there's this production you need to get out of the two positions, out of the two players. If you get the production, whoever you get it from, you know what the production is. It don't make if we gotta score hundred points, we don't want one person to score hundred points. We like to have it evenly spread around. But we know it takes a hundred to win. That's what we gotta do, get a hundred. So if we say that you know, out of two players, we gotta get, you know, fifty points, then those two players gotta find a way to get the fifty points. If it's Kyrie and, and, and LeBron, you just get to 50. Now, I think between the two of you, you know, 50 didn't win it this time. So you might need 55. You might need 60. And that's, that's all I'm out of tape because you had 55 or, or 60 at the right time of the game. The game might have been over. I'll just tell you this. Uh, LeBron did not show up and play his best basketball. He said it. And, again, it, it's not one of those things where LeBron says something that you – you know, take it for, oh, this is just LeBron being LeBron, just trying to cover up some mistakes he's made so the press can get off his back. No, he, he owns it. He owns it. When he loses, he owns that loss. Let me say this to you about losing in sports, too. Michael Jordan has a commercial. One time we talked about all the shots that he made, but he also talked about all the shots that he missed. See, that's what happened in sports. See, when you talk to somebody who's participating in these, in these games at the highest level, they don't remember the championships as much as they remember the losses. They don't remember the good plays as much as they do the bad plays. The bad plays, you know why they don't remember the bad plays? Why they do remember the bad plays so much? Because when you're a great player, a lot of times if a great player makes a bad play, it costs his team. Because only you could have made that play. They need you and your greatness, your skill set. You got a skill set and such that they expect you to make that play. And good a good amount of time when a great player doesn't make a good or a great play, the results are usually not good for his team. So, LeBron, we need you. You can't have the 19. You got to play great. This team, this team in Cleveland will only win if you play great. You can't play good. 19 is good. Might have even had a double-double. That's good. That's good for some players. That's not good for LeBron James. That's not good for LeBron James. And I, I listen. What was it, three people lost on the road or or one on the road last night? This basketball season, this may be the best basketball playoffs uh, they've had in some times. You know, they've tried, you know, the league, you know, wanted to make it a competitive league, you know, and and, and paired it around the board. When you think about it, though, you know, they talk about how strong the West is and, 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 you know, the East is, hey, I wouldn't sleep on Washington. Hey, John Wall, he big on a, he, he's building a wall. I wouldn't sleep on I wouldn't sleep on the Wizards at all. They got something going on, something very, very special over there. 
Very, very, very special. I wouldn't sleep on them. LeBron is in the East. I wouldn't sleep on that. Chicago's in the East. I wouldn't sleep on that. At the beginning of the season, it was, you know, last year and this year, everybody's like the West, the West, the West, the West. The West? Really? Think about the West now. What do you think about the West now? They got some good ball clubs over there, yeah, but you telling me Chicago? You don't like Chicago? You telling me you don't like the Cavs right now? You telling me you don't, you, you don't like the Wizards right now? There's some, there's some good basketball right now. It, you know, you, you might think, you, for some reason, somebody might just say, okay, but Golden State is playing so well that we're going to give Golden State. <laughs> Golden State still got to get past the Clippers. That, that's all. They, they got to get past, and the Clippers got to get past Houston. Th- this is some good, good basketball. It is good basketball. LeBron's got to step it up. That's how Listen, Superman's got to step it up too. We can't keep making excuses for Dwight Howard any longer. The bearded one, James Harden, we, you got to step your game up. We can't make excuses for you guys anymore. I remember when, when the Sixers came to Philadelphia. I'm sorry, when the Lakers came to Philadelphia in 1983. And I was hanging out with some of the boys in, you know, at the hotel with the Lakers. And, you know, and I, was, you know, I was trying to talk to them, man. I would say, hey, man, come on, man. You know, you just... You gotta, you gotta want to see Doc win one, man. You know, I'm just, you know, I love y'all, man, but I'm, man, I, I just want to see Doc win one. Huh? Are you serious? I mean, really? This is elite. This is, this is championship ball. Ain't no mercy for nobody on no other team just because he's Dr. J. I mean, that's that was it. Knowing that every one of them kids in that on that team because we were kids, and we loved watching Dr. J. When we were kids growing up. Shoot, not now. Man, we talking about getting a ring. Is it different between Doc getting a ring and we get a ring? Oh, no. So what I'm telling you right now is LeBron got to step it up because the respect that they might have for LeBron. Oh, not now. No. Big fella Jordan. <laughs> he, he had the nerve to let everybody know that growing up, Superman was his idol. Not last night. Oh, no, not last night. And Superman reminded him, I think he knocked one to the second Roll in the stands, but but listen, it's championship ball. It's championship ball, and I think Kyrie's got to step it up, help LeBron a little bit more. Even thirty, that that's okay, Kyrie, thirty-five. LeBron, you just got to play a game lights out, because they're not going to make any excuses. It'd be nice to get J.R. Smith back. Uh, we're not going to get Kevin Love back. But when J.R. Smith comes, it's a different team. But that's okay. You got to take care of business now because it could be too late. We don't want to go down 0-2 in a seven-game series and think that you're going to pick up four in the next five. That's going to be that'd be real, real, real challenging. Not that we couldn't make it happen. Or, or four, it, you know, yeah, that's, that's right, four in the next five because, you know, they could get one, then we go seven. But you could take four in a row and just go six. Ah, if they won the next one. I wouldn't want to count on that. So we're going to come back and I command the draft. The draft. We got some new millionaires on this earth. We got about 32 of them for sure. Could be a lot more. It's about time to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Uh, let me just give a shout out to a couple of homeboys. Shout out to Murph, Bob Murphy. <laughs> you know, Murph is one of the guys I played with at Ohio State, and uh, Murph is from California. You know, Murph is one of them pretty boys from California, man, him and Brian Swartz. Man, I just had a lot of fun with them back in the day. Me and Murph competed a lot. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, man, it was a lot of competition in secondary at Ohio State University, and uh, I just reached out to Murph on Facebook. He actually said a happy birthday to me, and I just hadn't talked to him to, in a while and just wanted to say what's up to him and his family. Hope everything's going well with them. So, uh, I, you know, the draft. I, you know, each time the draft happens, it's one of those things where I really could do an entire show just on the draft. And and I remember, you know, watching the draft this year. Shout out to Kwame Lasseter. had a great party over there at uh, – and uh, downtown Chandler, um, uh, something in coaches, forget the name of the place, but we had a great time over there. Uh, shout out to a lot of the people that showed up, too. Mark McMillan was there, uh, Big Mac, Little Mac. Uh, just had a great time. Sid Justin was there. A lot of the guys came through. I can't name everybody. I've been hitting my head too many times. But the draft is one, it's one of those things where it is it's the good and the bad that you experience at the same time of the sport because it could be so good to you and then it could be so mean to you at the same time. You're on such emotional high, such an emotional high because the expectation is that you're going to be drafted. And then, of course, you know, you got these pundits who are supposed to be these experts who are, you know, talking about you and building you up 
And then they try to tear you down because for some reason or another, something happens and you start sliding. And and the anticipation of you perhaps maybe being drafted, you know, on the first day or the first couple rounds doesn't happen. Then you fall to some lower rounds. Then you fall even to lower than that. And then you fall completely out of the draft. I'm telling you, you are a first-round pick regardless of where you get picked. If you are drafted. See, there's only so, there was 200-something people out of the whole wide world. Less than 300 people were drafted by the National Football League. You are one out of, I don't know, billion, I don't know, quarter of a billion people on this earth or, you know, around the country, around the world, whatever. You are one of 300, less than 300. And your name got called. And you worried if you weren't number in the first round or, or, or in the fifth round or in, you know. I, I, man, let me say this to you. There is no greater feeling in the world. Now, one thing about it, the night before the draft, you go to bed if you can sleep. Let's say you fall asleep because I don't know if you fall asleep in a bed. I really don't. I did, and I don't even know where the hell I slept. But I tell you what, that night before, you have so many emotions because you, this really is the severance of the relationship between you and your college. It happens. It's, it's, it's instant. I mean, if you're drafted, instantly you are now a member of somebody else's team. You go from being uh, an Ohio State Buckeye to being a Philadelphia Eagle, bam, in, in just a matter of with the 27th pick of the 12th round, the Philadelphia Eagles choose Ray L. Man, I lost it. Really? I am so happy for these young men. I, I, you know, it, there's nothing better in the world. So I'm going to give a shout out. I'm going to remain a homer for the rest of my life. I'm going to give a shout out to Steve Miller. Steve was a defensive tackle for the Ohio State Buckeyes. You remember Steve. As a matter of fact, in the Alabama game, Steve, late in the game, got that interception. Dropped down, had his in three-point backed up. <laughs> got his eye on the ball, head on the swivel, caught it in his hands, and was gone. Running down the tight, running down the sideline, wearing number 88, cutting back on, on people. Showed so, tremendous athletic ability. This is what, that's another thing. Let me say this. This is why playing the game. It's so much better for me than watching somebody go through some drills in the combine because football is football. You know, you can try to guess what a person might do, but in a game, you see what they would do. You can see circumstances that happen that are unplanned, and you see this type of reaction that they have. You see the athletic ability that they have. You see the intelligence that they have, everything. It's a commercial out right now where homeboy says he gets on the bus and says, every day people give me songs and they don't say a word. They tell me stories and they don't say a word. Nonverbal communication to me has always been very powerful. But when you see these athletes that they showed you their athletic ability to put their hand down on the ground to get up, backpedal, head on a swivel, catch the ball in your hands, go down the field, put some moves on some people and score. Mike, that one player could, I mean, Steve, that one player could, could get you drafted. 
Should have got you drafted, but that's okay. This young man from Canton McKinley High School is going to get a chance to play pro football. That's the bottom line. You don't care where. You don't care who. You just want to be a member. You want to be able to go in the locker room, and there's a locker in there that's your locker. Walk in there that's, until you get cut. You got a locker in the NFL locker room. You got a name. You got a number. You're on a team. You're on a team. It's that you're not, you're not waiting any longer to see if somebody picks you up. You are now on a team. You can walk in a locker room and you have a locker that's your locker, nobody else's locker. You're a member of that team. Greatest feeling in the world. I will tell anybody and everybody, if you have a dream to one day play in the National Football League, shoot for it. Go for it. Give it everything you got. Don't give. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. And if you ever get a chance to get that uniform and you in, you on that team and you in that locker room, don't go out easy. Kick, scream, holler, play your ass off. They pay everybody. They pay everybody. Get in there, do your thing. The worst thing they could have ever done to somebody that they don't want on the team is to let them on the team because it be, should be hard as hell to get them off the team. That's why I felt about it. Oh, you've made a terrible mistake. You've drafted me and you don't want me? Is this a late round for not wanted picks? Oh, you picked the wrong person. You shouldn't let you put me in a game? Oh, don't put me in a game. Why? Because I'm going to play my ass off. You paying me? Yes, okay, I want to pick up my check with my head high. Steve, this is for you, man. Canton, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> the heart of it all. Listen, go do your thing. They gave you a chance. All you can ask for anything in life is a chance. You tell somebody you're good enough to do something, just give you a chance, you got a chance. You got a uniform. Now you got to make the team. Everybody that you know, that you've known your whole life, that they've been around you your whole life, tell them to get the hell away from you right now because you need to be by yourself and you need to be away from them so you can think about them. Think about all the things they've done for you. If they write there in your face, you see it. You need to hunger for it. You need to have some hunger for seeing those people, being away from those people, changing your circumstances. Your life has already changed going from Canada to Columbus. Columbus got it going on. But I'm telling you now, you're in the National Football League. It stands for not for long. Don't let them prevent you from experiencing a few years. Get as many in as you can. You only live once, but understand, they pay them all. Man, I'm so happy for that. Steve Miller, the Ohio State Buckeyes defensive tackle, now a member of the National Football League. It's been a great show. I really appreciate everybody tuning in. I'm going to come back next week. But as my good, dear friend Jaime Williams would say, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. We're out. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time 
4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. 